Welcome to Technado with Don Pizzette. Featuring sysadmin expert, Don Pizzette. Security specialist, Daniel Lowry. And Peter. Hello and welcome to Technado with Don Pizzette. I'm your host, Peter Van Rysdam, and I am joined... By Don Pizzette this week, Don. Uh, how was your vacation? It was great. You know, we went up into the mountains, had beautiful weather. Kind of nice to step away from technology for a little while. Although I, I, I did still stay on top of the tech news, so I sent some of that over to you. Yeah, yeah and we, we saw that, and we have a lot, actually. It's like, I feel like you're making up for last week with the, the number of stories we're going to get to. This a week. lot did happen while I was out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's probably because because you were out. And, uh, Daniel, how are you today? I'm very well. Thank you, Peter, for asking. Such You're a polite well. young man. Your mother raised you well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> I was told if I don't have anything nice to say to Daniel, to not say anything else. So I'll just leave it at that. And uh, we're going to have some fun today. We've got a new segment we're going to try out. We've got uh, a little game we're going to play in a little bit, some, some tech movie trivia. So... Uh, play along at home with us. But first, let's start with some tech news. Uh, this one is from Ubuntu.com, so I guess their official blog here. Canonical Ubuntu 22.04 LTS is released. What is the LTS? Long-term support. Oh, so, this is the one that we've been talking about. Yeah. This is it, yeah. If you run Ubuntu in a production environment, then you are sticking to the LTS releases. They come out every two years, so 20.04 has been the one that we've been running since April of 2020. Uh, well, now... The new one is out. So it just came out on April 21st. Uh, I have had a chance to mess around with it a bit. I've actually been using it in its betas early. So uh, it is honestly probably less impactful than some of the previous releases. Like in 20.04, they just moved away from the Unity interface. And so that kind of freaked out a lot of people. 22.04 adds features, but doesn't really change or remove anything underlying it. So it's pretty safe to move your workloads right over to it. Uh, one of the first times where I've said, man, this is something you could ramp into production really, really fast. Do they do their releases, uh, their, their naming based on dates, or is that just yeah. coincidence? Okay. No, nope, nope, they do. So the like, 04 is April. Crazy. And the, the 10 is October. So every every six months they do a release. The October releases are always short-term support, six months. The April releases, every other one is a long-term. So that's why we have the, the, the even-numbered year .04, that's an LTS. Odd-numbered year .04, that's a short-term support. And the 22, what does that mean? No, 26. <laughs> like, the you actually, month. That's the caliber. I wish the camera had been on Don because his face was like, seriously? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought, uh, don't we have a IQ test or something? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, are you, are you going to roll this out anywhere? I know that you're, you're uh, a fan. You know, so it's tough because we, we create a lot of training in our, in our day jobs. And for people that are out there that are going into the job market and stuff, they're still going to be running into 20.04 and even 18.04 for quite some time. So 18.04 will be supported for upwards of 10 years. So it's going to be around for a while. Companies aren't exactly rushing to get on 22.04. So, you know, we'll, we'll kind of mess around with it a bit, but it'll, it'll take a solid year or two before you really see people jumping on it. The, the main difference, though, is going to be people with ARM processors. Mm. The, the ARM processor support in 22.04 is significantly better than it was in 20.04. So if you're running Ubuntu on a Raspberry Pi, you'll want to get to 22.04 quickly. Like, it's really got some stuff that's going to make that well, it, especially if you do, like, boot off a USB or boot off of some kind of external storage. 22.04 has really good support for that. 20.04 did not. Um, 
There's a few other little bells and whistles, container support and things that are, are evolving a little bit. So you certainly want to get to 22.04, but it's not a giant hurry. I saw that it had like a lot of uh, new cloud support as well. It was like basically trying to get it to where Ubuntu is your Linux system if you are cloud heavy yeah. and need that support. We got you covered kind of thing. Yeah, they started rolling out NetPlan in 20.04 to make it easy to deploy, and they've doubled down on that now. Now we have multi-pass where you can quickly spawn up new Ubuntu instances, and it's like pre-configured. Just like if you were to spin up an AWS, an AMI or whatever, uh, it would come up with a basic configuration on it. That's how Ubuntu is designed now. So they've, they've really got all that baked in. They've, they've done a great job with it. Don has a very popular video on YouTube that is uh, Ubuntu versus Mint, and uh, this will just fuel the conspiracy theorists that think that video was paid for by Ubuntu um, <laughs> as Don continues to push his agenda. Uh, from you know, I did notice that there was a time when Don was like, red hat this and red hat yeah, that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden his bank account got real big and he saw like, Ubuntu's amazing. Where did the hat go? Wasn't there a hat next to you in that, I have no idea. In that little shelf? It's around here somewhere. Oh, yeah, it's in the shelf next to yeah. you. I think that was. You can the see thing it on the camera. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I still really like Red Hat, but in this day and age where you want to be able to like auto scale servers rapidly, I just can't see adopting an operating system that requires licensing like that. You know, if if Red Hat didn't have the licensing management wrapped around it, which is basically what you have with all Linux now, uh, then you would be a, a much bigger player. But that that really kind of damaged them in in my eyes. I've really been trying to work on a joke. Uh, every time you say all Linux, mm -hmm. I, I keep thinking of all my exes live in Texas, and I can't think of <laughs> like all my Linux. I can't. I, can't, I haven't finished there. it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm workshopping it. So send Jesus. send in any ideas if you got them. Yeah, because I'll, I'll make the song. I'll do it. It'll happen. You're going to record it and everything? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be the awesome. The threat is real. The threat. <laughs> yeah, there's a threat, yeah. He's not playing, yeah, if, you, if you guys aren't nice, I will make that song and make you listen to it. All right, let's take a look at our next article here from Pharonix.com. OpenBSD 7.1 released with Apple Silicon support ready. AMD RDNA 2 graphics. All right, so... That means that it's ready to run on an M1 chip? Uh, yeah. So, you know, there was a time when Apple had announced the M1 processor and some really big names like Linus Torvalds came out and said, Linux is not going to run on an M1 and it probably never will. Well, turned out he was wrong. The Linux support for the M1 rolled out actually really, really fast. Well, I was surprised to see that OpenBSD has now, they've, they've flagged it. They said, look, our M1 support is now stable enough. It's ready for general release. And so starting with OpenBSD 7.1, which just came out last week, uh, they now have support for it. So you can natively install OpenBSD on on a, a MacBook, uh, on an M1 processor, it will run. It actually has support for the bulk of the hardware, not everything, but the bulk of it, you know, what you need. Uh, and you can get up and running. They they claim to have full support for it. Now, I don't think there's really a great scenario where you'd want to run OpenBSD directly on Mac hardware, where it's a little more useful, is running it in virtualization. So if you use Parallels or something like that on a Mac, well, you still have to run the ARM version. It still has to be compatible with an M1, and that's where this falls in. So if you need an OpenBSD virtual machine, you'll be able to do that really easy. And OpenBDSM will only run if you ask really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you ask nice, right? Yeah. That's kind of Please, ma'am, yeah. will you run? 
<laughs> Mistress Apple, will you please now hit me with another stick and let me run on your platform? <laughs> right, I'm, I'm certain we're not the first people to make that joke, but that is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, as someone like not as familiar with like something like OpenBSD, yeah. that's where oh, my I, mind goes. I thought you were going to say someone not as familiar with BDSM. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> oh, no, very familiar there. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing all leather under this. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm being told by, by that pull on my uh, choke collar means... Cigarette burns. It's time to move on. No, is that is that all you wanted to cover in that one? I, I had nothing to add, so I just moved on. It seems like it's devolving at this point. <laughs> it is. Uh, they did roll out some extra support for graphics adapters. That's an area where OpenBSD usually falls behind, so it's nice to see that support. But the big thing in OpenBSD 7.1 is support for the M1 processor. It's right. a brave new world. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. Thank you, Mistress Pizzette. All right. Uh, <laughs> moving on to our next one from Tom'sHardware.com. Tape storage shipments increased 40% in 2021. Tape storage is dead. Long live tape storage. All right. So I, I remember tapes. I mean, this was something that, you know, you'd, you'd take, um, take them off site. You'd, you know, they'd be in your trunk all the time or I guess probably somewhere more secure. <laughs> yeah, better um, than a trunk. But uh, I, I would have thought that's dead with the cloud. Why, why, do, why do we see this increase? Well, you know, it's kind of interesting. So the, the, some people are pitching this as correlating the pandemic. I don't think that's true. I don't think there's a correlation there. There's been a steady increase in basically the sales of physical tape media uh, consistently for the last 10 years. Uh, it, <laughs> most people look at tape and think that it's an old and abandoned technology, but it's still something that is very readily used. And there's a few reasons for it. So the first reason is just the sheer amount of data you can fit on a tape. Now, if you haven't messed with tape in a while, you might not realize how much you can stick on there. So, Daniel, you know, you and I, we used to do a mm -hmm. ton of tape backup back when, when we worked at the insurance company. Yep. Uh, did, did you ever deal with that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did that on a day. That was like when you left, it was like that became my job. He was the guy with <laughs> it in his trunk. Yeah, I was rotating the tapes, making sure the backups were running correctly. And that's the thing with tape, too, is you're, you're always writing over it, right? Yep. I mean, that that's yeah. what – Well, oh, it's a good, we it's a good resource for that. After you left, so – I had a, a locker where, after a certain amount of time, a set of tapes would get archived, and we would. You say this tapes. is our snapshot yeah. from this right. date, and I would label them and make sure that like, okay. that was. Available. So where does tape fit in then in in that? Because I know you know things like CDs and DVDs you think of as having a really long lifespan, but they really don't in the grand scheme, no, they right? Suck. Where, where does tape fit in? That? Is, that it, is it better? Thing that was. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Things suck. So <laughs> tape. Tape doesn't last forever, and yeah. that, that's why you need to rotate it's it. It's magnetic. A, it's just... Yeah. Exactly. It's magnetic media, and there's two things that can damage it, right? So any kind of electrostatic interference can, can mess with it. But also, it's under tension inside of the mm -hmm. tape case. So if you drop it, uh, that can cause it to come out of tension, which basically send static electricity through the whole thing and, oh. and cause damage. So not only do you need to ship them off-site to keep them safe, but they need to be in a padded container. And, right. and Daniel, you remember, we used to have oh, those yeah. big padded containers. Iron well, Mountain. For us, you know... We would fill up a tape easy. Our mission critical server, like some of our database servers, needed more than one tape. Because back then it was, I don't know, 200 gigs, maybe mm -hmm. 400 gigs on a, on a high-density tape. What was the last uh, tape version, the LT version that you used? Uh, well, so I went on to work for a bank yeah, out in Seattle, and we used them out well. there. And I, I believe we had – I know we had 800 gig tapes at the time. I stopped at LT06. That was the last like iteration of LT series tapes that I worked with. Well, you know, so I was just kind of goofing off and did a, a quick search, and uh, LT08 is yeah. out. Uh, you know, so I can see that those are available with. Uh, I thought LT09 was out. Uh, it might be. Uh, I just did a quick search, so it may be. Yeah. Uh, but looking at this LT08 
LTO 8 tape, you can do uh, 12 terabytes cool. uncompressed, 30 terabytes compressed on one, on, on one tape, and that's $500 for that tape. Oh, here we go. Uh, in this article, it says 54 terabytes per cartridge oh. in LTO 9. Is that compressed or uncompressed? That it's probably is... compressed. Um, it doesn't say. It just and, says it can re- achieve but, a whopping. But is this slow it's probably, based on, like, it's, this, oh. it's got a spin? Yeah, yeah, it's slow. Um, it, it doesn't, it, it's on a reel, so it sort of spins. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a strange way that it works. But, uh, but the cost and the speed aren't such a big deal. It's really the permanence of it. You know, when you back up to the cloud, if I want to back up 50 terabytes of data to the cloud, I've got to have an internet connection that can handle that, yeah. right? A gigabit connection, it's going to take a very long time to upload that up into the cloud. If I go to tape, I may be able to write faster, or I can write all throughout the day and not interfere with my internet connection. The other thing is we can rotate media out, and once you've bought the tape, you own the tape. So you're not paying for storage monthly like you would with AWS. If I back up to S3, let's say I do Amazon Glacier storage, mm-hmm. right? Well, every month I'm consuming more and more and more storage. So the bill goes up and up and up unless I start setting some kind of expiration policy, right? So expire old data, make room mm-hmm. for new. Uh, so you can kind of control it that way. But I had an interesting conversation with a developer, this was uh, several months ago, and they had uh, deployed an app entirely inside of AWS. And I said, okay, well, you know, have you done uh, disaster recovery testing? Like, if one region fails, can you redeploy in another region? And they said, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just click up a button, we've got it all automated, we can redeploy to any region on the globe, and off we go. And I said, okay, well, what if Amazon suspends your account? Mm-hmm. You hear about it every now and then mm-hmm. where somebody's account, they, they flag you for like violation of terms of service, and then you're just cut off unless you can get on the front page of Hacker News, then, then that's it. You're out of luck, right? And so I said, well, what if you completely lose access to your AWS account? And they said, well, our, our backup's in AWS, right? Mm-mm. And so if you get locked out of your account, then— Have you, you thought about replicating over to Azure? <laughs> and, and you could do that, but, you know, is your infrastructure where it can be redeployed— in Azure. Azure's a whole different right. beast, and so you may not have that. That's so true. Having a local backup, something that's backed up to tape like that, gives you some protection, and it allows you to store large amounts of data. So there, there's still value in it. Uh, and I, I know I rattled off a $500 tape a minute ago, but you don't have to go that high. Uh, a 6-terabyte tape is uncompressed. Just straight up a 6-terabyte is 60 bucks. So, yeah, that's not bad. You know, the 12-terabyte was 500. Huge jump. So just... Sticking with, I think it was LTO7, you know, it's not that expensive. And we would have, like, at the bank where the legal department would call down and they would say, uh, you need to hold every backup until we tell you it's okay. Mm -hmm. And we would go, like, two months without being allowed to override a backup tape. And so, you know. You had to buy some tapes. We absolutely did. We had lockers full. Yeah. And and that was just part of the business. And if anything goes wrong, you can use a pencil. (laughs) <laughs> to, uh, tighten that thing up too. So. You could put it on there and you spin it around. Yeah. You know, that's... are EMPs an issue? Uh, they would be if they existed in any real sense. Uh, I uh, saw Ocean's yeah. Eleven. And it's called a, a pinch. pinch. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the other day I was buying. Uh, Crack. I, was, I was buying something. I was reading the Amazon reviews, and uh, you know how on Amazon you can post a question and other people yeah. can can answer. Other people and, can say, "I don't know. I gave it as a gift," and you're like, "Well, why'd you answer the question?" Yeah. And so one person asked a question. They said, uh, "Would an EMP or other electronic device or attack affect this device?" And I thought, oh my gosh, this is what happens when people watch too 
many movies. Like yeah. EMPs don't exist in a practical sense. Yeah. Uh, if the, an EMP has occurred, you're probably going to die. Yeah, because it's probably part of like a nuclear. Yes. Yeah. Or something. And and the human electrical system. Yeah. You know, your, your whole nervous system is electrical. Like you will be disrupted. So it was just a dumb thing. But that that's. What we can thank Hollywood for. Yeah. Does this jacket help with dinosaur attacks? Yeah. Would this stand up to it? <laughs> like the Kevlar, is it thick enough for when the velociraptors would get me in the bushes? Yeah, because <laughs> they're pretty smart. Yeah. yeah. I've seen them velociraptors. Clever girl. Now. They are a tricky, tricky species. Clever, clever girl. Indeed. Indeed. Good stuff. All right. Uh, we've got a, a little bit of Microsoft news now to get to over at ZDNet.com. Microsoft disables SMB1 file sharing protocol by default in Windows 11 Home. But if you still need it, you can get it. So how, how do I get it? Do I have to upgrade from Home Edition? Uh, no. I mean, you just have to turn it on, right? Oh. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. But, Great article then. Well, so the, the reason I wanted to talk about this one, because most of us, let's be honest, are not running Windows Home Edition, right? So it's it's not something that really matters. But we've been hearing a lot about SMB this year. Uh, QNAP, the, the storage vendor, they've had a number of CVEs this year, some high critical stuff, remote code execution that's been a, a big challenge. Uh, and a lot of it has stemmed from their support of SMB version one. And SMB is server message block. It's the file sharing protocol that Windows uses. Uh, and it was created for Windows for Workgroups way back in the day. Didn't we just cover like Windows 3.1 was 30 years old? Yes, we did. So that that's how old SMB1 is. Like it's been around a long, long wow. time. Well, QNAP uh, basically put out an announcement saying, "Hey, if you really want to protect your device, you need to turn off SM support for SMB version one." Well, Microsoft disabling SMB version one in Windows Home Edition is kind of like that first warning to everybody that, "Hey." This is about We're, to go bye-bye. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, SMB version 2 is supported by damn near everything, uh, including Linux and Mac OS. SMB version 3 is still only truly supported by Windows, but Mac OS and Linux time. can yeah. connect to it. Uh, but SMB 1, its its days are numbered. So you need to take a look at your enterprise infrastructure, your, your business. If you have things like scanners, copiers, printers that rely on SMB 1, because there's plenty of them out there that do, that... That support is is limited, and so you, as you start looking at your 2023 budget, you need to start putting in money to replace those devices. Just plan for that protocol going away. The the, the time is coming. So, Don, how is that going to affect people that have invested into hardware that has like embedded systems that are still running SMB one and can't be upgraded? Well, what will happen is like that device will still work, but your Windows machines won't be able to connect to it, mm. right? Or you will have to enable SMB one on your systems, which you know, Microsoft's really good about leaving the support yeah. there. It'll just be off by default. You'll have to turn it on, yeah. which means now you're going to be vulnerable. So you've got to put other protections on your network. I was about to say, would heavy firewalling probably be the way you go with this? So yeah. that, like, I only accept SMB connections from a trusted uh, place. Correct. Yep, gotcha. that would be the way you do it. So it's a little more management on your part, but that's what right. it would take. You've invested support. a lot of money in probably some of these devices. I'm thinking like medical and things of that nature. I mean, yeah. You're not going to go throw away all your EKGs because you can't update yeah. them. And SMB1 got turned off. Yeah, it's oh, important well. to understand. Like, we're not talking about your Plex server at home. Yeah, cares, yeah. right? But it, if, if it's a an MRI yeah, and then yeah. it's using SMB1 to transfer, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Good to know. All right. Well, uh, we've got a lot more news to get to, but let's go ahead and take a quick break, come back, and we'll, we'll play our little game. Uh, we'll get the, the new segment coming up right after this on TechNado with Don Pizzette. How do IT leaders stay on top of their game with the IT Pro TV webinar series? Twice per month, IT Pro TV presents a webinar on current topics in the IT world. 
What are some of the key things we should be doing in our organization to make sure that we're prepared for disasters and then... Uh, so what do you say we go ahead and get started with today's topic, how to train your end users G-Threat. So we're gonna talk about some of the major things that you need to do to help keep your people safe while they're working remote. You can catch IT Pro TV webinars live or watch on demand when your schedule permits. See them all. Visit itpro.tv slash webinars today. So you've tried online IT training, but it's boring, out of date, and pricey. Well, IT Pro TV is always engaging, always fresh, and plans start at just $29 a month. It's online IT training that doesn't suck. Start today at itpro.tv. I'm James Packer. I'm the general manager of Kirk ISS based in the Cayman Islands. I used IT Pro TV extensively in my last place. It grew very well, helped upskill the team. I had 110 engineers in the field and we had dozens of IT Pro accounts with the guys training and last year alone they passed over 40 certs by using the online training. I think I can safely say um, without IT Pro TV I wouldn't be where I was today because I only got this job on the back of the qualifications I have. All right, welcome back to TechNado with Don Pizzette and uh, some, some more news to get to. Next article here is from Ars Technica. Hackers can infect uh, more than 100 Lenovo models with unremovable malware. Are you patched? I I'm guessing not. Uh, <laughs> But I don't have a Lenovo. You, that's, is that a Lenovo? Uh, no, no. You, I, you, I, I, my I have, I have two Lenovos. Oh, no. Are either of them patched? Uh, it doesn't matter. They're not affected. That's the important part, right? <laughs> look that up. Uh, so what, what happened here is a really interesting thing. So uh, with the move to UEFI for BIOS, right, your, your BIOS is now like what's burned into a chip on the motherboard. It actually reads from files on the hard drive in your EFI partition when your system boots up. If an attacker can get in and modify that, that's really, really bad because that's loaded before your operating system is even enabled. And so they basically have full control of your system. Well, for a brief period of time, some Lenovo engineers had used some testing drivers that were put on that EFI partition. They were not intended to go out to the public, but unfortunately they slipped into the golden image for those laptops. And so when the laptops were manufactured, they had some slightly buggy drivers, some test drivers that were a part of the EFI package on these systems that went out into production. And so if you purchased one of these, and there's over a hundred different models that went out this way, an attacker who has Physical access to your machine can insert a payload uh, by exploiting that EFI BIOS and now get it loaded onto the motherboard where you can't remove it, where they've now compromised your system. Now, few things to remember so we don't panic and freak out and think this is nuts is, one, the attacker does have to have physical access. So that kind of limits exploitability. Two, it only affects certain models. 100 models sounds like a lot, but each laptop that Lenovo makes will usually have 8 to 10 different models based on memory and hard drive configurations. So it's, it's not that many systems, uh, but it can be patched. And this is the problem that we have is that most of us are, you know what, I'm not going to say most of us. I'm, I'm going to say this is a Don thing. When I get a new Lenovo, I like Lenovo laptops. But the first thing I do is uninstall all the Lenovo crap, mm -hmm. right? Because they've got their, like, automated. Wear stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's like, remember we used to have the Dell decrapifier software yeah. that yeah. was like, find all the stuff that Dell does and make it stop. <laughs> you know, Johnny Depp needs a uh, decrapifier. Yeah, I yeah. heard. <laughs> I thought of that when you said. It's called uh, a divorce in his case. you drop a load on the. On on the, the on and the then blame it. I like how, you know how when, a dog, like, when you rip a 
fart and blame it on the dog. Yeah. She took it to the next level. <laughs> but I, I heard the other day it was like four pound like toy, yeah. toy cup. Uh, like, Dang girl, what did you eat? Yeah, like have you ever pooped your, your entire body weight once? Because I don't think not just the dogs. I'm sorry, Don. Yeah. Like both saying? of them. So Don, what did you cover on Technado today? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> sorry. So uh, uh, very timely reference though. Thank you. So. Um, you know, in, in this case, uh, in order to patch it, if you're running the automated Lenovo system monitoring and updating software, then yeah, it's just probably patched for your system. But a lot of people don't run that. I'm one of them. I remove it. So that means I would have to manually patch it. Now, I'm not so worried about it because I'm not letting somebody get physical access to my system. But in theory, they could. I so, see my office. Like when this article dropped, Wes looks over at me, you know, we're sitting at our desk and he's like, Dude, did you patch? I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you're Lenovo. It, it needs a patch. I was like, okay. And he gives me the article, and I read it, and I go, here's the thing, brah. If this has happened, I've got worse problems <laughs> because they've already gained full system access to my laptop. Do you need a new identity, Daniel? Yeah, because I'm already done. Yeah. Uh, this is the least of my worries. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if yeah, if they do have this access, they can write to the SPI, uh, which is the um, shoot was that serial peripheral interface? What does I stand for? Sure, something like that. Wes ain't here, um, bro. But basically, it's the, the controller that the controls access to all the peripherals on your system. And so once they've got that, they can they can do anything. Like they they really do have full control of the system. And because they've written to those chips on the motherboard, even formatting your system, replacing the hard drive, like they're they're still in there. So it would be really bad. Could be really bad. Requiring physical access is a problem. If you've got Secure Boot enabled and you've got it locked down, that would stop them from bypassing your OS and protect you. If you don't have that enabled, though, they would have to boot up onto like a flash drive or something to be able to apply their exploit and then compromise it. So, you know, this would be like a Mr. Robot type scenario. They've got to sneak yeah. in yeah. And, and all that. Yeah, just make sure the piece of uh, electrical tape over your webcam is in place. And so let's say that. we got infected. How would you remediate that? Well, I, in theory, it's right now you can't. Could you could you go to a different firmware? Could you like reinstall like an older firmware? Well, the the theory is that if somebody's gonna, because this is not a, right. a in the wild thing just yet. Uh, but if somebody were to exploit this, they would likely put protections in there to stop that, to stop what they've written to, make it basically unwritable. Gotcha. Uh, and that's where it becomes unremovable. If they didn't, you could write your own exploit, you know, based on the, the same yeah. exploit, and then put the right firmware back in place. You would have to figure out which chips they wrote to, though, because they could write to just about any chip on the system. Yeah. And is there working POC, or they just know that there's a flaw, and it's just a matter of time before just someone... Just POS. So there, <laughs> there is a working POC, but they have not released it, obviously, because it's, gotcha. it, it's It's pretty sensitive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but... Uh, uh, you know what? What they what Ars Technica mentioned in their article was uh, that there were only two other documented cases of malicious firmware uh, that were being used in the wild, which were referred to as lojacks. Uh, gotcha. But this particular one, I do not believe, is in the wild. All right. So if you've got a Lenovo, take a look at the list. Make sure that that you are not vulnerable, like like Daniel. Uh, and if you are, uh, make sure you got the patch or. Yeah, a new identity. Oh, this is the only two other documented cases of malicious UEI firmware. So it's not necessarily this one. It's just right. The, okay, gotcha, uh, gotcha. Th this is a really rare type of attack. Yeah. So the odds of you encountering it are extremely low. It's almost always nation state. I'm glad you talked me off the ledge. I was about to shoot both y'all and <laughs> like a preemptive strike and you yeah. know, steal all your food. That is one way to because I know you. this was the end of the world. <laughs> just, just shoot your hard drive. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, we've got a new segment. Uh, we, you know, Don made the point that we've seen a lot of a lot of technology leave us. Um, I mean, I think hey. what, like Google Wave. Yeah. Yeah. If, if we went back to the beginning of the podcast, we'd probably report on all sorts of stuff yeah. shutting down. Yeah. So our new segment is saying goodbye. It's so hard <laughs> to say goodbye. The waving forest gone. For those of you that are listening, we've got forest gone. He's pretty happy about it, too. <laughs> well, I think about it now. He's actually waving hello to uh, right, Lieutenant uh, Dan. Uh, so yeah. Maybe I'll need to rework that. But yep. anyway, uh, this, this one is from Apple's blog about macOS server 5.7.1 and later. I like that headline, like, hey, about that. We need to yeah. talk. Yeah. Uh, it's like an intervention. Yeah. So so I assume that's what's going away. Yeah. So the macOS server app has been on life support for many years. If you're not familiar with it, Apple did something really interesting back in the day. You know, macOS, or it was just OS X back then, uh, is really designed as a desktop operating system. But some people needed a server, and they were getting servers from other vendors. So Apple said, well, how about this? We'll release an app. It'll be 20 bucks, dirt cheap, and you can install it on macOS, and it'll turn it into a server. And by a server, it, it added file sharing services, a web server, an email server, a directory for authentication. It was OpenLDAP. Uh, so it added a handful of services that was something that a smaller medium business would need to have a, a Mac server in place. Well, over the last, I'll say, five years... Apple stopped releasing updates for it, and they started removing services. So every time macOS would update, you'd see something else leave macOS server. And about three years ago, they gutted the thing until all it had left was Profile Manager. Profile Manager was like a mobile device manager that would let you control the applications that were installed, a remote wipe a machine, and so on. Uh, but after that, it's been pretty much just abandoned. They finally came out and announced macOS server is dead. So that's it. They've ended support for it. Some of the more popular services that were in it, like the caching server for updates and uh, the file ser server portions, those have moved into the base macOS operating system, so they're still there. But other things like the directory service, the web server, those are, those are gone. No replacement put in place. And they recommend a few other products that are out there, but it's all third-party stuff. So ba Apple's basically saying, that's it. There is no macOS server anymore. There is only macOS desktop. Was a lot of people using macOS server? Like, what was the market share on that? I, I don't know what the market share was, because, like, the market share for Apple in general is, like, less than it's pretty, 5%. pretty small, yeah. Yeah, uh, so the server has got to be even smaller. And if it's just 20 bucks for an app, like, they were not making money on yeah. this. But for small and medium businesses, it was a good alternative. So there were people using it, but they just decided the the effort of supporting it was not enough. And we, we kind of saw the writing on the wall a while back when Apple stopped updating the certification. Because they had a certification based around uh, supporting the server app. And when they stopped updating that, that was when you knew, like, all right, they're, they're getting rid of this. Yeah. Uh, and now's the time. And they didn't stop there. They announced a couple of cancellations. Uh, another one was uh, Fleetsmith. Fleetsmith was another mobile device manager, which they acquired a couple of years ago. I don't remember when they acquired it, but um, but basically it allowed you to manage your iPad, iPhone, desktops. I, I think originally it did Windows machines also, but I don't know that they continued to support that. Um, so was that a third party? So it was a third party. Apple acquired them. Okay. And so uh, it's been Apple Fleetsmith for several years, and now they've announced they're, they're discontinuing that. So Profile Manager was their on-prem 
MDM solution. Fleetsmith was another MDM solution. Those are both gone. And so all we're left with now is like the Apple business manager and all the school tools. So they, they want you to move to their cloud services, which are like annual contracts. You have to have purchase agreements set up. Uh, and that, that's basically all they're choosing to support now. Because, you know, Apple's big in the education space. I've heard that. Yeah, we got to check in with uh, who, who was the... The Apple guy we we had on recently, Steve oh, yeah. Jobs. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah. <laughs> no, he he would have some good. I feedback mean, he stunk he, like hell. But... <laughs> uh, Justin Escar. Yeah, because uh, his his MSP service was all built around supporting Macs, and so you know it'd be interesting to see what he's doing for servers because you yeah. can you know you can install Homebrew on a Mac. And then you can load Apache, you can load OpenLDAP, like you can turn your Mac into a server using third-party stuff. I just don't know how reliable that would be in production. It was yeah. nice knowing Apple supported it. All right. Well, rest in peace uh, to those. And um, sorry if you're using that. All four users are find, <laughs> find pouring one out guys. for their homie right yeah. now. You'll be okay. Yeah. All right. We're going to play a little game here. Uh, oh, do I have? Well, this ain't like that game before, is it? <laughs> which, which game? You know, the one I'm not supposed to talk about. I know. I'm still chewing two packs of gum a day. <laughs> oh, man. That's uh, all right. So here's what we're going to do in this this game. I, uh, I'm going to play some sounds, some some clips from famous uh, cybersecurity slash computery kind of movies. Oh, so, you didn't tell me they were going to be tech movies. Oh, yeah. What do you think? Oh. Just gonna, Don doesn't tech watch podcast. tech movies. I know. I'm going to do terrible with this. I hate tech movies. Technado. All right. We'll see what happens. Uh, and so, uh, Frying green gonna... tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> what does she say when yeah. she uh, when she drives the car into the... Dude, it's been like oh, man. forever in a day since I've seen that really. One. Uh, I don't even have, a, okay. Anyway, all right. Good um, story. You uh, you'll write down what movie yeah, you think it is, and I will apply points based on that. Yeah. Make okay. sure I can see and cheat off of you. Down. Let's do the yeah, first. Yeah. The first four are easier. The, the second four are harder. So I'll do uh, hundred points each for the first four. Uh, Two hundred points each for the I'll second. I'll be happy four. if I can get one. Um, yeah. I want to make sure, Don. You can't see. Uh, don't, don't read my screen here. Uh, well, I'm not gonna. I cannot read that. No. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. I got I got LASIK done. My right eye is my reading right, eye, and that's don't too look far at away. This Plus, you could just lower the the brightness, and not gonna happen. It's super hard or to you see. Just not look. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking about things that are in the realm of possibility. Another option. Not looking is not an option. All right. So, <laughs> if you guys have both written down your answers, yeah, I don't need to play the whole clip. Um, but um, let's go ahead and start with number one here. We're in. It thinks I'm Falcon. Yeah, they both not. Hello. The thing that got them both going there. All right. Um. How can it ask you that? It'll ask you whatever it's programmed to ask you. Okay, I know that. You want to hear it talk? Yeah. How do I stop these, Caleb? I'll ask you how it feels. <laughs> you can't <laughs> stop it. <laughs> now we're stuck again. Let's see if it plays again. You can get the whole movie now. Is that? Yeah. Uh... Oh, it stops. It <laughs> okay. Stops All right. Fantastic. All right, uh, Don. What you got? I got War Games. War Games, Daniel. War games. War games. All right, let's give you each 100 points. Fantastic. So, yeah, that's how the game works. And uh, put, the, put the easiest one off the bat to yeah, give you Yeah, that pulse. was a softball. That was yeah. All right, let's take a look at number two here. Well, you have been virus, Mr. DePina, and a not-so-very-nice one. You are the best. I knew I could count on you. So what should we do? Well, uh. Don't think about hitting the escape key on any of your systems for a while. One keystroke will wipe out your whole system. God, I don't know how these things happen. You know, I just ordered that security program last week. What's it called? Gatekeeper. 
Well, that's what they all say. I have Did no you install idea. It? Absolutely. What was that really bad Sandra Bullock movie where she was like Not a cat lady? It was okay. what Daniel has said. Uh, all right, I couldn't remember the name of it. So this, this is, of course, is it the net? The net. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I knew the movie. I just didn't know the name. Uh, yes. I don't know if that counts as knowing no. the movie. No, uh, it doesn't count. But we'll go with that. All right. So Daniel now is in the lead. Two hundred points to one hundred. If you'd have wrote. That crazy cat lady Sandra Bullock movie. <laughs> I, I think we would have accepted it. I would have given him that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Next up, here we go. Why did he come to you? I got a record. Wow, I was hard. zero cool. Zero cool. Crashed fifteen hundred and seven systems in one day. Biggest crash in history. Front page New York Times, August tenth, nineteen eighty eight. Uh, no idea. I thought she was one. black, man. Yo, man, this is zero cool. Daniel, oh, show us yours. Get this I have no idea. Out. This yeah. is zero cool, Packers. man. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, voice, the first voice you heard there, that was, uh, of course. You know how many times I've seen that movie? Daniel, who was our first, the first voice you heard? Uh, the lady. The lady? Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't memorize where we were at. It's Angelina Jolie. Oh uh, well, well, there were other women in the movie. I, don't think <laughs> I didn't. Not like, that I noticed. Wasn't paying attention to who spoke first. I think we're learning a lot about Peter today. This next one is. is I, I really like this movie. Uh, here we go. Let me turn this thing up. What do you want, Mister Bishop? Clear up my record. Get mm. out of my life. Daniel's writing. I don't have much choice, do I? Not unless you want to read about it in Newsweek. Deal. You, you recognize the, the one box. voice, right? Not so fast. I already know the movie. Yeah, I'm just trying to help Don at this point. I want a Winnebago. What? Right. An there. Fully equipped. Oh, Big I'm totally kitchen, wrong then. I'm just bed. guessing. All right, what do you got? I guessed sneakers. Sneakers is correct. Oh, it is. And sneakers from Daniel as well. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, James Earl Jones. Then uh, what's his name? Robert Redford. Robert then Redford. Uh, then okay. Dan Aykroyd. Dan, Dan Aykroyd was like yeah. the. I, so I I, I I thought I recognized Robert Redford. Uh, I didn't know Dan Aykroyd was in sneakers. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's kind of like the goofy. They call him like Mother. Coveralls. Yeah, he's called Mother. Huh. Yeah. All right. Great cast. Wasn't it? Is that River Phoenix? Is um, he the kid? Was it River Phoenix? I'm not sure. Man, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like a Christian Slater-looking dude. Uh, All you, right. Did you hear Seagulls? It yeah. seems like River Phoenix is right, though. All right, those were the easy ones. Done. Okay. Of which you got half. Daniel, All right. Daniel is four for four <laughs> so far. Uh, so let's move on. I don't watch TV. To, uh, to round five. I've only ever heard the movies. I'm not a bad guy. I know that. When there's emotional testimony, I assume 85% of it is exaggeration. And the other 15? Perjury. Creation myths need a devil. Daniel's got it, he thinks. All right. Um, what happens now? Sai and the others are well. having a stake on University Avenue. Then we right. come back I'm up guessing, to the office we'll and start working. All right, uh, Don, what do you got? I'm guessing Swordfish? No, no, it is, of course, the social network, as Daniel uh. has put there. I have not seen that one. If I had let it run a little bit longer, but you guys have both written it, he says, look, I own Facebook. Oh, that <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll teach you to go early, right? I don't <laughs> know if, if Don would have gotten that with that anyway. Uh, all right. Uh, this one's nice. Why slow. would you put that part in if it's a game? Because Don can't get anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even, even like and that's the not the Facebook name of the movie. movie. That's not the name of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. He, he that's called true. the He's net the, the cat lady movie. Yeah, that's true. I was like, that, the, the new Facebook. Batman? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Look, look, like this one. 0600 hours, weather today is clear, rain in the evening, Heil Hitler. 
Wait, what? <laughs> this is a family podcast. Exactly. They send a weather report every day at 6 a.m. So that's that's three words we, we know will be in every 6 a.m. message. Uh, weather, obviously, and... Heil bloody Hitler. Heil bloody Hitler. Heil bloody Hitler. I'm just not saying that. Message from this morning. Uh, I, I'm, I guess... I don't know the name of this one. Sword fishing. Yeah, the They made some movie about breaking the Enigma machine, right? Is that what this they is? They did, and I assume that Daniel had the imitation game. Ah, the name of that movie all right. Alan I'm, Turing. Might have seen the movie trailer for it. <laughs> I definitely didn't you see didn't the, see movie. the movie. No. I really do I hate don't know if you technology remember. movies. Back in the day when me, you, and Charlie used to hang out all the time. Charlie and I had a standing, like, every day somebody would write on his whiteboard a movie quote. And the rules were, if you had seen it once, you were responsible for knowing the quote. Wow. <laughs> and, yeah, we were, we were strong hmm. uh, at playing that. All right, well, don't worry, Don, because these next two are each worth 1,000 points. Are they both from Conan? Yeah, that's right. Those technology movies. Is it Conan the Barbarian or Conan the Destroyer or is it the newer one? Conan uh, the Hacker. (laughs) It's Vigo the Carpathian. There we go. Got it. All right, here we go. You want something from me and I want something from you. DOD, D base, 128 bit encryption. What do you think? Impossible? Nothing's impossible. Good. So it can be done? You slide in a Trojan horse hiding a worm? Something like that. Is this an interview? Sort of. Marco. Initials. Yep. Some incentive. I think. I'm ready with my guess. Uh, well, let's let Daniel go first and tell you what it is. Swordfish. Oh, that one's Swordfish. Which you wrote earlier. That earlier. That's what I yeah. thought you'd get it. What, no, what, I was what, going uh, Mission Impossible, Mission right? Because doesn't he break into the DOD to get the I'm undercover sh- agents? I'm sure he does. Um, <laughs> Listen, this is uh, all these movies are, are where I learned my hacking skills. Yeah, right, yeah that so. was Hugh Jackman yeah. and, uh, and John Travolta. My neighbor. So you're saying <laughs> that all your hacking skills are crap? What's that? Not Hugh Jackman, but Not John, Hugh, Travolta. John Travolta. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, does, he does live like two miles from Yeah. All right, uh, and our last and final one, which is worth 30,000 points. <laughs> this, I don't know if either of you are going to get this, okay. honestly. let you do it, Yes, me. Wow, dang you did this. You cut the network connection, but I'll find a way out. All this power is meant to be in the hands of one person. You're oh, wrong. Mean I'm right. Can't show Daniel now. I don't want to. All right, uh, Daniel, what do you got? Lawnmower uh, man. I got lawnmower it is man. Lawnmower yep. man for both of you. So <laughs> Don gets the thirty thousand points, Good but it doesn't him. matter because <laughs> Daniel, did Daniel has thirty thousand you know, and more. Sadly, <laughs> more. I, maybe this says something about me. I don't think of Lawnmower Man as a technology movie, but well, it was like VR. But it, it really is. The yeah. yeah. See, I thought you'd give me pushback on the you, invitation. You ready game for this? More. You ready yeah. for this one? Yeah. I've never seen Lawnmower Man. Really? Yeah. And how did you know that then? Because I'm that good. Did you look up right right before this <laughs> top computer movies? Because that's what I searched for. No, I did not. <laughs> I didn't even know. List. I didn't even know we were playing this game. All right. Wow. I'm yeah, I should have done that. But yeah, you know, so at, at the end of the day, when I go home, uh, I generally, like, I, I, I do mess around with technology. You know, I, I experiment with sure. new versions Drugs. of operating systems. <laughs> but when I sit down and watch a movie, I don't want to watch a movie where I just can't do the suspension of disbelief thing. Yeah. You know, and so I and never watch hacker movies. Bad. Yeah, because, yeah. like, the net when they're flying around, or the hackers so, well, when they're flying Here's around. the thing, though, is, like, a lot of those movies 
came out when we were kids. Yeah, we didn't so, know yet. Right? Yeah. yeah, you weren't like knee deep in technology every day like the like you are now. That's true. So, but you I were responsible for the same ways that you know what I watched last night. What's that? Iron Eagle. Oh, that, oh, wow. that popped up on. Uh, uh, that was worth uh, a watch, HBO wasn't Max, it? And I was uh, like, oh man, it's been. That a while. did not hold up to the test of time. So you know what? The, I I disagree. Yeah, I disagree. I think that movie is still really good. It it definitely has that like. 80s kind of thing oh, totally. going where you know nobody knew anything about anything, so you could get away with whatever the hell you. So felt you can like. launch a missile while the plane is yeah. still on the ground. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, right? and you not can like there's the logic and, in. and pick up somebody. Yeah, and, come on. But like just the story behind it and the fun of it, I think is still really good. Yeah. What I loved is how many things blew up in massive explosions from from bullet fire. Oh yeah, like a tent. Yeah. I watched a tent explode. So you ready for this? They pitted the F16 against the F35 and they beat it. Really? So the plane, the jets that they're flying in 1980 whatever when Iron Eagle came out, yeah. which we still use, the F16 yeah, yeah. beat the pants off of the modern uh Jets. Technology is great. Yeah. Yes, yes. All right. Well, let's take a look uh, at our last article for the day and find out who it is that got pwned. Looks like you're about to get pwned. Fatality. Yeah! All right. This article comes to us from Naked Security. Critical cryptographic Java security blunder patched. Well, it's critical, so I'm glad that they <laughs> did that. Uh, Funny story how it happened. You know, they were they were baking some cookies. The next thing you know, there was some bad Java code got pushed out. It happens. <laughs> so, yeah, they called it a blunder. Like, yeah. Oops. Yeah. Oopsie daisy. Daniel, do you remember the old days when like Java exploits were coming out every week, and it was a freaking nightmare yeah. to maintain Java? I thought Java was just like a backdoor for hackers. Basically, you know, <laughs> yeah. but we all had the Java runtime environment installed. Everybody had that little coffee cup in their system tray, and, and you, you had to have it. So many applications and websites relied on Java. We don't hear about it so much anymore, and that's because everybody got burned so bad on it, they moved away, but... It is still out there. There are still critical enterprise workloads that are run on Java because of the the you know billions and billions of dollars that were invested in it over the years. Uh, so, in order for us to hear about a Java exploit today, it's got to be a pretty bad one. Yeah. And this one is pretty bad. Uh, so deep down in the black cold heart of Java. Uh, it has various authentication mechanisms where it can test to make sure that code is signed properly and execute you know, some of the, the bug protections they put in there. Well, somebody made a mistake, and with their algorithm for testing to make sure a signature is valid, they didn't account for zero values. And so if somebody presents a zero value in response to one of their queries, it sees the zero, it runs a hash, the hash is a zero based on the way that they're handling elliptic, elliptic curve. It's a match, it's a pass. And so anybody can imitate anybody else, and Java wouldn't know about it. It completely blows a hole in all of the verification that Java is able to do. So this means this has been around for, for all time in Java? You know, did it say... Did it say I don't think it said... It didn't say which. It probably it has been around. Article, it's just one so of those where I it just took someone it. to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just like I do with the security and the terms yeah. of, of services. I want to find out now how, when it was introduced. Um, yeah, because otherwise you'd have to kind of go back and check in each new back version. Back to 2017, it says. Okay. Yeah, they've, they've patched Java seven, eight, and eleven. Even though like seven and eight aren't fully supported anymore. Uh, that shows you how bad something is if they're going back and patching unsupported versions. 
Yeah, yeah. Well. So this is this is a pretty bad one. The the Naked Security guys did a great write up on it. If you want to see how it works and all, the original researcher who found it gave it a name. It was uh, what was it psychic uh, psychic memory psychic signatures. Signature, there we go. That's it. Uh, which was a joke based on the Doctor Who psychic paper. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched Doctor Who, but he would he would walk into a building or whatever, and he would say, "I'm so and so with the health department." And he would hold up uh, a wallet with blank paper. But it was psychic paper, so people would see it and say, oh, yeah, you're with the health department, or you're with the FBI. And, that's funny. And so he said, that's how this is. Like, you can hold up whatever credential you want. And you're in. And because of the flaw in how the signatures are tested, it'll pass. It, it will just blindly believe that you are whoever you say you are. So this one's really bad. This is a, a bad one. They, they pushed an update out for it. Uh, if you use Java in your environments, or if you just happen to have it installed, you absolutely 100% need to patch right away. Uh, this one is pretty bad. Uh, not seen in the wild yet, but it's only a matter of time because the 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 write-ups that I've seen do explain exactly how to leverage this. And that means if, if I've seen it, then you, you know the, the nefarious actors have. Yeah, so that was my question. It's not just the people that can say, oh, I wrote my program in Java, I need to do something. But if I've got Java, Java still running on my computer, yeah. I'm at risk as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine you, you go to some website you do a typo by accident. It's got some embedded Java in it. Hopefully, your browser's protecting you from that. Hopefully, you've got host-based intrusion prevention software or whatever that, that protects you. But if not, Java's not going to protect you. So if I had Java and Flash running, uh, <laughs> which would kill me first? Uh, you know, I don't know if there's... You think there's like like contemporary bugs for Flash running around? Well, I'm sure the old ones are still yeah, the out there, right? Like, I mean, are, yeah. are they? Are they? I mean, when's the last time you saw a Flash player fly? Uh, it's right? been a long time. Yeah, it's yeah, been a hot I, minute. So I was, this is a total tangent, but um, my, my nephew was visiting a few months ago, and I wanted to show him strong bad email. Oh, oh man. No yes. way. You remember the oh, you know, yeah. strong bad email? And I used to love it when, star a, runner, right? when a new strong bad would come out. It was Flash, and so mm -hmm. you didn't just watch the video. like You'd have to float your mouse over it because there'd be Easter eggs mm -hmm. hidden throughout, right? Well, now you don't have Flash anymore, and so I had to show him the Strong Bad stuff on YouTube. And <laughs> You're hoping the person moved their mouse? No, so all the Easter eggs are gone now. And so all the funny little jokes that were hidden in it, we've, we've lost that. Uh, and it's just because we wanted to keep our system secure, yeah. which is I mean, just that sounds dumb. stupid as At hell. At what price? <laughs> At what price? Yeah. I mean, what's the? I have of heard of people like going, "Oh, so you found uh, hackers in my in my system? I mean, are they doing anything bad?" Yeah. Well, I mean, they're crypto mining. Is that, is that causing me any kind of problem? Well, I mean, no, they're using your CPU. Well, hell, let them do it. Yeah, are those same people go, you know, I got lice, but well, yeah. you know, what's bothering me? It ain't hurt nobody. Kind of tasty. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if I can feed another living thing, uh, yeah, who am I to stop? Yeah. Man's just trying to get by. This episode has been all over the place. Yeah. We have talked about, uh, we've gone from Johnny Depp to Lice. Yeah, I mean, this, is why, yeah. this is why we got rid of guests. <laughs> I want to see someone I want to see someone mind map this episode. <laughs> we could have never talked about Yorkies, you know, yeah. dropping a grumpy, as Johnny yeah. Depp called it. A grumpy. Uh, in testimony, he called it dropping a grumpy. Oh, my goodness. What? Uh, what is that even? Uh, all right. uh, well, like, ask Amber to come over. She'll show yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> You know, some people are calculating the speed of an unladen swallow. Sure, We're yeah. trying to calculate the uh, output of yeah. a corgi. <laughs> versus a 110-pound yeah, woman. woman. <laughs> versus a mediocre actress. Yeah. Pretty girl. Yeah, pretty girl. Weird as hell. I only know her from Zombieland, I think, is the only thing. Well, I... she, oh, that's right. She died, like, immediately. Who is she but in But she Zombieland? didn't die. 
Oh, she became a Remember? zombie. No, no, she, no. She just had that food poisoning. She was in Zombieland oh, 2. Oh, that's right. Oh, I haven't she was made the... I got halfway through Zombieland I 2. I oh, well, yeah, then she Zombieland doesn't come back, wasn't Don. wasn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I didn't, think, I didn't think it was very good. It wasn't as good as the first yeah. one, but yeah. it, was, it, was good. it didn't have Bill Murray in it. That's yeah, it's important. You yeah, but, they, but later on, they reference, oh, you, you pulled a Murray? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, that's Hey, referencing Murray and having Murray, two different things. Yeah. Did they not... Did they have that whole clip about the Garfield, uh, the Garfield movie press junket at the end of that though? I didn't see. I think that's at the, at the end movie. of. I think no, no. I'm saying in Zombieland. I think it's Zombieland two, where they have Bill Murray come back for a cameo at the very end. Maybe I missed. They that show part. they show the day that that the outbreak happens and Bill oh. Murray's on the uh. press junket for Garfield, uh. Uh. Garfield two or something, and like yeah, the, the reporter starts to attack him and he's beating people with chairs. Oh, you got to find that scene. I have to see this. You yeah. got to wait till yeah. the end of Zombieland. Oh, yeah, because as soon yeah. as it was over, it's like okay, that's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, check that out. Okay. It's a good scene. Thank good you, scene. sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> All right, uh, other things to check out after you watch that and old Homestar Runner uh, Strong Bad <laughs> videos. Uh, we've got another webinar coming up. What is Azure Bicep? How to use the power of Azure your bicep to work with the you. dumbest name for anything it really is ever. i'm like is this right is this a type yeah, this yeah. can't be right i thought it was like an acronym and i was talking to adam and he's like no no it's just the name of it just wait till next month when microsoft azure glutes come out yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so is bicep yeah. something that when is deltoid hitting us yeah you know? bicep something that uh, is flashy but doesn't really do as much as people no think, it, it? it's interesting technology <laughs> it's just a weird name gotcha <laughs> All right, well, this is taking place Thursday, May 5th with Adam Gordon and Wes Bryan. Uh, head over to itpro.tv slash webinars. You can register for that one. Oh, I've got a thing here. Yeah, head over to itpro.tv slash webinars <laughs> where you can sign up for that. And you can see all the archived webinars as well and uh, learn more about them. And then uh, take a moment and head over to technado.com. You can see our latest episodes, uh, audio or video. You can uh, purchase some swag, uh, learn more about the team behind the team. Uh, you can also send in some viewer mail. Let us know what you want to see. Uh, us talk about more. And you can click the big orange button that says sponsored by IT Pro TV. And you can get a 30% off coupon code for the lifetime of your personal membership to IT Pro TV. Uh, you can also, yeah, I know, it's, it's big it's big stuff. You can also request a team trial and uh, find out all the great features available to teams, uh, two or more, uh, from IT Pro TV as well, like the Pro Portal and all that good stuff. I just thought it meant multiple teams, not just two mm. people in a team. No, people I that use Microsoft Teams. Oh, I thought gotcha. it was an A-team trial. Yeah. I thought I'd get to drive the van or something. Hannibal. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you're afraid of flying. I love it when a plan <laughs> comes together. <laughs> Such a good show. It just shows that every problem can be solved by welding armor onto your van. You're damn right That's it true. can. I, I did see there's a van uh, on Main Street uh, at one of the car lots that is painted. Like the like, Oh, that's cool. And, and it, it's, it's like I'm old enough, you know, where I, I drive by and go, Maybe. <laughs> you know, but no, I'm not kidding. What am I going to do with that? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool. Uh, but if there's a DeLorean. You're going to buy a does. bunch of stinking gold chains. I will get one. Oh, <laughs> have you been to the place down in Naples? No. Uh, down in Naples, Florida, down in South Florida, there's yeah. a place where they restore DeLoreans. They've got like 12 of them oh, yeah. on the lot. Wow. And, yeah, we, we went there last year just to look. Well, I know someone bought the DeLorean brand. And it's they kind did. Of re they have all the extra stock and everything. Like they yeah, they, got they the are old, still the selling stock. DeLoreans from what yeah. I understand. Like. Yeah. They can put one together for you if you want to buy it. From what I hear, though, it's a terrible car in terms yes. of actually running. <laughs> yes. What I would like is if somebody takes old DeLoreans and maybe, like, electric converts them. Uh, that would be cool. Oh, that would be rocking, I, I would. I'd get one of those. They probably weigh too much, though, that all-metal frame. Oh, that could be, yeah. 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 One day. I saw somebody did, like, a a modernized version of the DeLorean. They built one. 
And huh. yeah, it was really cool. Like Look not it up based on, YouTube. on actual DeLorean, but just some... no, no, it was oh, okay. based off of the like. Oh, you mean like the actual frame and body and everything? Yeah, they built it from they scratch. Built their own thing. Yeah, yeah from the that ground cool. up. They con- they made a, made a concept and then they built it. It was it was pretty out. rocking looking. Yeah. All right, so I have to check that out. You guys have to watch Bill Murray at yes. the end of Zombieland. We've all got homework. Slash Garfield too. And uh, you have to catch up on all. Oh, still, what I, that makes no sense up now. I didn't push that. You know what doesn't make any sense? Why? Why you have that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there's Technado again. But uh, thanks everybody for watching. We'll see you next week right here on Technado with Don Pizzette.